Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Lots to talk about on the show here today. It is a Wednesday be joined in the final segment of the show by Mike Quackenbush of Chikara. Although today, we're going to be talking a lot about a book that he has written, which is available right now on Amazon.com. Seven Keys to Becoming a Better Performer, a book for fellow pro wrestlers. If you're a pro wrestler or you want to become a pro wrestler, Seven Keys to Becoming a Better Performer, a book for fellow pro wrestlers, is the book for you. We'll talk about that on the show here today. Got a lot of news as well. Last night was SmackDown. It was the follow-up to the Raw show where they did the big invasion angle. And the question was, are they going to do the Raw invasion of SmackDown on the show Tuesday? The answer ended up being no. we got four weeks until Survivor Series, so they are pacing themselves. Shane claimed that he had all sorts of security there, making sure that nobody could get in. And at the end of the show, Daniel Bryan warned him, they didn't get in tonight, but they're going to. And when they do, you should, I forget exact words he used. It'll be your responsibility is essentially what he said because that's part of your job description. So is there anybody in the world that isn't expecting Daniel Bryan to turn heel and let the Raw guys in and maybe even side with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens? Sami Zayn, the best new character in WWE and God only knows how long, the heel Sami Zayn character. We can talk about SmackDown tonight. We've got some notes on 205 Live, Neville, more on next week's SmackDown. They're doing a very good job building up Survivor Series many weeks in advance. We got a very bizarre Raw ratings pattern for Monday night that we can talk about here on the show today. Jeff Jarrett talks his future. If you want to talk about Ric Flair 30 for 30, if you go to my Twitter right now, at Brian Alvarez, I've retweeted a tweet from Ric Flair. He's got a new clip from the 30 for 30 up that you can check out. Phone number today, 844-411-5411. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Back in a moment to kick it off, Wrestling Observer Live. Uh, to the people who thought I was going to fly. Y'all are part of the reason I ain't going to stop. Against the odds, I went hard until I popped. Came from the bottom and now I'm standing on top. I had dreams and now they all coming true. There are certain people you can always trust. Your grandma, your grandma's friends, lifeguards, action movie heroes who tell you to trust them. But there's no one you can trust more than your doctor. And when it comes to their own frequent heartburn, doctors and pharmacists trust the power of the purple pill. Nexium 24-Hour. And when you choose Nexium 24-Hour, you'll see why. When it comes to heartburn, trust the brand doctors trust. Nexium 24-Hour. May take one to four days, use as directed. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. 
Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. The sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. A Sunsetter Retractable Awning opens and closes in just 60 seconds, and it keeps your patio about 20 degrees cooler. It provides instant shade and protection from the sun's harmful rays. You can get your Sunsetter for as little as $5.99 when you call now to get your special $200 discount certificate and free awning idea kit. You're going to love your Sunsetter Retractable Awning. Sunsetter awnings are assembled in America and guaranteed to last. So call 800 692 0268 now to get a free awning idea kit with DVD plus your $200 Sunsetter discount certificate. This is a limited time offer, so call 800-692-0268. That's 800-692-0268 for your free awning idea kit with DVD and $200 discount certificate. There's no obligation, so call 800-692-0268 now. Attention floor buyers. The 6th Annual Fall Flooring Yard Sales going on now at Lumber Liquidators. Get high-quality flooring at low yard sale prices, like Woodlook waterproof floors from just 39 cents. All Dream Home X2O water-resistant laminate is on sale. Pre-finished hardwood is starting at $149. Get more deals in-store while supplies last. Plus, special project financing and professional installation with Install Plus. Hurry, visit LumberLiquidators.com to find the Lumber Liquidators store near you today. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We are back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Lots of news to talk about here today. We'll take your feedback. Toll free, 844-411-5411. Text messages, 425-780-7566. Last night was SmackDown, and the big follow-up to the Raw Invasion was... No Raw Invasion. They, in fact, did not invade SmackDown last night. And quite frankly, given that they have weeks until the Survivor Series, a full month basically, I think they're going to wait. And if you want my prediction as to when Raw is going to invade, I think that Raw is going to invade in two weeks. That's my prediction. Because I think whatever story they're telling about how Raw gets in the building and how they end up getting past security and everything like that, I think they're going to tell that story for one more week. I think you don't want to wait until the go-home show. Because if you wait until the go-home show, everybody knows that's the week they're going to invade. Because there's no shows left. So I think that you can invade one week before the go-home show. A little reverse psychology there. And then Raw is the real go-home show. And then away you go. So that's my prediction right there. They're holding it off. They're building anticipation for Mm. this whole deal. What about a little double reverse psychology? Not have them invade? No. They get it. (laughs) They get it next week. You can do next week. But something's going on. There's something going on here with Daniel Bryan 
and Shane McMahon. They're, yeah. they're clearly butting heads about something. That's true. And yeah. so, obviously, the easy story would be that Daniel Bryan turns heel. He lets the Raw guys in, and he turns on Shane McMahon and the entire SmackDown brand. He's, he's sick of it. Can because you imagine? Think about this. Think about the promo that Sami Zayn cut, like, either last week or two weeks ago or whenever it was, where he went through all of the things that Shane had done, and he talked about Shane's ego and how Shane had just disregarded his opinions. And if you think about that whole promo, who else could cut the very same promo? It's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Daniel Bryan has had ideas. Shane McMahon just fluffed him off or whatever. Fluffed Fluffed, him. fluffed shuffed, shuffed, schluffed. Um, what do you do? He just, he cast them aside. He cast them aside. He cast them aside. Didn't fluff them. He schluffed them off. Schluffed them off. And, and how many times has Shane McMahon had to tell Daniel Bryan, like in that Miz feud, you are a management figure. You can't get back in the ring. And then what does Shane do every time there's a problem? He gets back in the ring. Plays wrestler while Daniel Bryan, the consummate wrestler, can't be out there sports entertaining and such. Daniel Bryan's going to turn on this guy. Somebody suggested on Twitter he's going to he's going to turn on SmackDown. He's going to join up with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn as a as a heel trio. He could be like their manager. It'd be great. And you know what? You know what? And this is going to we're going to fantasy book out. But you know how great it would be. You want to introduce guys up to the main roster. You want to do it through them. If you actually got something like that going, can you imagine bringing up like Cole and O'Reilly and Fish and Strong and something? And Strong, I think, would be on, on, and a lot of those guys might be on 205 Live. But still, if you wanted to make somebody and have an impact that way and have them, what a perfect trio to have them with. I am all for this idea going forward. One thing that's a problem with this invasion angle that I noticed at the very beginning of the show last night, normally. So on Raw, yet all of these SmackDown, not all of them, most of them, baby faces and heels alike teaming up to destroy the Raw guys. And of course, everybody starts asking, well, wait a second. Like, so you got Ziggler and Bobby Roode who are feuding and clearly don't like each other, and they're teaming up together to beat up the Raw guys? Like, this doesn't make any sense. And you're right, it doesn't make any sense. But no. if you're doing an invasion angle, I mean, and everyone else was asking this question, they said, so, SmackDown are baby faces still? Like, how can they not be healed? Well, the answer is because there's a Raw brand and a SmackDown brand. And people and, and Vince believes, and this is true to a degree because we saw it last night, they're fans of the blue brand and they're fans of the red brand. Oh, no. And so <laughs> when Shane McMahon showed up last night on TV, sure enough, everybody cheered Shane McMahon Everybody clapped for him. He talked about how Raw had said these things about they booed the Raw name. I mean, that's the whole idea. You have two shows, and they have to be separate. But the problem is, to do this right, you also have to have separate announced teams. And this is now all screwed up because Corey Graves is on both shows. And now, because Tom Phillips is out of action, he's on assignment. He is now on both shows. And so you should have been able to have an announced team celebrating what they did to this this diabolical crew of raw people that were so disrespectful oh, to the blue brand, exactly like Shane said, but you couldn't have it because those right. guys were appalled on raw, and now they're calling SmackDown. You need they can be unbiased journalists talking about everything that has gone down and being above the fray. They could do that. Plus, you have an antagonist. But they weren't on raw. 
They, you're right. They were not on Raw, and there are holes all over this big, stupid thing. But look, it's a matter of people being fans of the city they're in at the moment that they're watching the show. It's like when they announce a huge main event and then go, it's for WrestleMania, and people boo it because they want it right then and there. And I don't blame them, and that's how it works. So... That's what that is. Well, hold <laughs> you know, on, hold on a second. Being fans of the red brand or the blue brand, no, nobody cares. No, the fans specifically cheered everything SmackDown related on the show tonight. But they're watching SmackDown. Hold on, hold on. There's one exception, and that is they cheered Brock Lesnar over Jinder Mahal. Dude, it's <laughs> well, <laughs> come on. That's uh, your. They example? did. Yes, that is my example. I can't believe you're casting a stone there for that one. Come on. And by the way, Richard here has noted it's slough. That's the word I was looking for. Slough. Slag off. He sloughed Slough him off. off. He's just sloughed off all of his ideas. I the the whole fluffing off. Well, never mind. This person says, "Was Tom Phillips assigned to get married by Vince? Is that his way of controlling relationships?" Listen, I'm gonna have face fluffing. I'm gonna have a scoop on tom phillips but it's going to be on the filthy tom show uh, not here what not here i cannot i cannot reveal it here on this show this person says daniel bryan realizes that he's a sellout uh, that leads to this turn cool wait cool you know what though i don't like this because but one thing that's great about a, a great heel is that there is truth in what they say and there's not one thing here's one thing that you cannot take away from sammy Zayn. he's a good person he didn't want to see his friend get killed okay you know it, there's one thing you can say about kevin owens he cares about his family you know we saw that this week and we always hear it in storyline form when it comes to him wanting to feed his kids and, and not being happy when people get in the way of that. And Daniel Bryan just out there wanting to wrestle to provide for his kids to continue to live his dream so his kids can watch him wrestle, so Bertie Joe can watch him wrestle the same way Shane's kids watched him wrestle and then try to see him kill Kevin Owens. Like, that's the best part about a trio like that is there is so much truth that drips and is soaked through the thing. It's just fantastic. And they'll screw it up. This person here says, Filthy Tom and Mike didn't seem to like each other for a while. They, however, put aside their differences and went after Brian. The SmackDown roster is doing something similar, and Raw will as well. That's his explanation for all of this. Oh, ours is more of the animal kingdom. I mean, you know, it's it's amazing. Uh, you're the oh, here's a good my one. My enemy is my friend. This person says, I think that Raw invades next week. They will sneak in under Halloween costumes. There you go. I see. There That's you too go. corny. It's too corny. Yeah, but it's too corny. Listen, you're telling me that they're going to allow 35 giant dudes in the building dressed as ice cream cones and whatever else? I mean, come on, <laughs> that kill the that would kill the gimmick right then and there. <laughs> just kill it's, it. Uh, WWE does Chikara cosplay. Speaking of Chikara, <laughs> Mike Quackenbush is going to be on the show in the final segment today. Seven keys to becoming a better performer. A book for fellow pro wrestlers. We'll talk to him about that. Should mention that after SmackDown went off the air, 205 Live began, and Neville is now out of the opening video. Yeah. Now, here's all you need to know about this. It doesn't take three weeks to replace a guy in a video package. They could have done it the next day. And what I was told was, this was like two weeks ago, I initially, I was told he's probably going to be out of the video package tomorrow, but he wasn't. And so the word was... Whether he's in or not is is whatever Vince is feeling about his future at the time. 
So my guess is that him being out of the video package is probably a pretty good indication that Vince is not expecting the guy to come back. And the guy doesn't want to come back. Yeah. We'll, we'll see where it goes. goes. Back in a moment. Wrestling Observer Live. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 877-663-7126 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 877-663-7126 to take your call now. Call 877-663-7126. That's 877-663-7126. Again, 877-663-7126. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. Call 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. 800-587-4281. Call now. That's 800-587-4281. If you are age 85 or younger... Call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage, and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800-508-5774-800-508-5774-800-508-5774. Call now. That's 800-508-5774. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Quick note here, then we'll do some news and some phone calls. This person says, Brian, the things you complain about, heat is back. Most of the Survivor (laughs) Series championship matches are heel versus heel. Of course they are, because every champion's a heel. There's no other option. Why does everyone have to be a heel all the time in WWE? 
The first member of SmackDown's Men's Survivor Series team confirmed last night. Two more will be made official on next week's episode. Next week, it's Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, two out of three falls match, and Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura. Randy Orton became the first person to join the team. He defeated Sami Zayn last night when Owens unsuccessfully tried to interfere. I'm sorry. There's always something funny about seeing Randy Orton in, like, the blue shirt or whatever it is. For some reason, I'm just always amused by that. It's weird when he's wearing pants. (laughs) Also, one of the weirdest Raw ratings patterns ever took place last night. Overall, the show did an average of 2.94 million viewers, up 9% from last week due to the pay-per-view bump, indicating curiosity coming off the TLC show. However, the hour-to-hour drop was among the largest in history. Raw finished third for the night on cable. Washington Redskins versus Eagles, 11.28 million viewers. Other show that beat Raw was SportsCenter after the game. Dancing with the Stars with Nikki Bella, 9.15 million viewers. Now, granted, they didn't actually do it this week, but is anybody surprised that after building the third hour around Enzo Amore for three straight weeks and basically promoting it as a nothing-happening throwaway hour, they suddenly go from 3.33 million in the first hour 2.97 2.97 million in the third hour and 2.56 million in the third hour. From hour one to three, they lost almost 1 million viewers. I like it. Oh, Crazy yeah. Crazy like a fox. Crazy like a fox. Crazy like Alicia Fox out there. Alicia Fox, the new executive producer of Monday Night Raw. Why? Because they got to get rid of that third hour. And maybe Vince looked in the mirror and decided to inject the poison. And everything I'm saying right now, none of it is true. But maybe subconsciously, maybe it is. And maybe, just maybe, they can help us all out, including their own rating. And, and somehow, some way, uh, turn that show back into two hours by the time next fall rolls around. Or whenever those types of decisions can be made. Because... It's not doing anybody any favors at this point. I don't know whether it boosts USA's programming. I know USA gets to keep all of the money during it when it comes to the advertising, but I would figure they get to do that with most of their stuff anyway. I'm just very surprised that – actually, I'm not surprised it's gone on for this long, but I'm not surprised that there's not more chatter, at least on the network side, of of somebody going, eh, but then again – when you're the second or third highest rated show on cable, I guess maybe they're looking at this differently. I just know as a fan, it sucks. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's make them quick. You're on the air. What's going on? Hi, this is Dan from LA. Um, so to your point about gender and India, uh, I'm from Italy. And um, I can tell you, it's like during the huge boom in Italy, uh, of course, the biggest stars were uh, Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio and John Cena. But not only that, we had an Italian star, which was Nunzio. And he was like the greatest geek on the roster. And like the Italian uh, announcers were making fun of him. Everybody was laughing at him. And like nobody cared. He was like humiliated every day. So I just make the point is like people don't, I don't think people care about this stuff. Like patriotism is like a very American thing. But like in other countries, I don't think it works as much. So just that. All right, well, I want to thank you very much for the call. I mean, Nunzio was portrayed as a geek. I mean, the, the fair comparison would be if Nunzio had been 6'4", and they had made him the world champion, would that have made a difference during that boom in Italy? That's the question. And I don't know. I, I do not know the answer. My, 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 my gut tells me, no, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. The big stars are the big stars. 
Well, I mean, did they like Chuck Palumbo anymore? Did they like um, Vito anymore? Did they like anybody else of Italian descent on the roster anymore? I doubt it. And it's had because they weren't stars. I mean, and there's just one of those things. I mean, Bruno San Martino was probably big in his village. I mean, we know that for sure. I'm not sure how big he was throughout the whole country, but you know what I know? Tiger Mask was huge in that country. Rey Mysterio was huge in that country. And they were huge in other countries. And they're not from there, and it didn't have anything to do with them being there. It's because they were stars. People like stars. People like winners. You know, it's not all about winning all the time. But to say that people don't like them, that's not necessarily true. Well, And when you're portrayed as a geek for so long, like he's saying, and like I think a lot of people see with gender, it's like there's something so disingenuous about it that, I mean, come on. Well, here's the thing. Let me, let me put over. Let me, let me, let me, uh, let me defend gender here for a moment. All right. So many times they have gone to other countries and, you know, they've tried to use stars like uh, Nunzio would be a great example. They didn't use Nunzio, but like if they had gone to Italy and they tried to headline a show with Nunzio, the FBI, using him the way that he was used, it wouldn't have worked at all. Because as we've seen, a native star is going to be a star if they're a star in this country. Or if, they, if they're a big star on the brand, then they're, it will translate into them being a big star like when they go to Mexico. Like Rey Mysterio got over huge, but still, like, I, I, I remember whenever like they went to Mexico, right like the biggest star on the Raw brand when they went to Mexico was always The Undertaker. It wasn't, I mean, he was like the well, biggest star there. He was not a Mexican. They but like hard rock music too, don't they? Rey was obviously super over when they went to Mexico. <laughs> if they went to Mexico with Kalisto, would he be over to the level of Rey? Of course not. So my point is, I got to at least give them credit that they've figured out if we want to get a guy over for India, then he's got to be like a top star. And they're trying. Now, the way they've gone about it, the guy they chose, all of that, heel, racist stuff. I mean, there's a million mistakes. But at least they're trying to make him a big time star before they just go to India and throw a Jinder Mahal on the card. <laughs> The Undertaker, Psycho Clowns, uh, <laughs> Thrasher. What is it with like the, the those Vampiro, those El dark Dia and de la Muerte, dude? Yeah, man, dark and brooding characters. Just the uh, man. You're on the air. What's going on? Uh, hey guys, Tim in Miami. Just a couple of quick things on this whole Ross Smackdown thing. Uh, as far as which brand is stronger, one brand has 14 current or former WWE World Heavyweight Champions. The other has five, and that includes Jinder and Dolph Ziggler. So it, I think it's clear which brand is stronger. Uh, on the whole Daniel Bryan thing, you know, this heel turn to me has been a long time coming. I never understood the whole dynamic of the two authority figures, the commissioner and the GM. It makes no sense from a corporate culture standpoint. And if I'm Daniel Bryan, I, you know, I want to make this brand the best it can be, but now I've got to get approval from the boss's doofus kid. Like, he, he should have gotten fed up a long time ago. The boss's doofus kid. I like that. Thanks so much for the call. I was just watching the boss's doofus kid 19 years ago on Retro Raw, crying that he never got enough attention from his dad. Like, my God, what a what a 20-year storyline this has been. But let me talk hey, about let me talk about Sami Zayn. I talked about this on Twitter last night. I woke up this morning with like 600 likes for something that I tweeted at like 1 a.m. So apparently a lot of people agree with me. What? Sami Zayn is the best character in WWE today. And you know what's amazing about it? Is sure. they, he was a babyface forever, and he was a great babyface. He was like a tremendous 
babyface on the indie scene. He was a tremendous babyface in NXT. They brought him up to the main roster, and what did they do? They made him a geek. Correct? Anyone disagree? They made him a geek? It's true. Well, when you take a guy who's a geek babyface, and you turn him heel, and then he just turns up the geekiness, he is so awesome. His entrance is just phenomenal. It's my favorite entrance. It is my favorite entrance. I love it better than the Demon. I love it better than Nakamura. I love it better than anybody. He's got the best entrance right now. So great. His promos are so great. He's great in his matches. Oh, my God. He was so awesome on the show last night. He was he was a hero. He was a star of the show. Then, of course, they beat him because they can't help themselves. But that's but still, what you do. Especially when you grew up in a time like we did where there were the, the kids that had those canvas uh, high-top shoes that would, like, color them in with the checkers there and listen to the specials and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, I think this is all a reminder as, uh, as we, we think back that, you know, a lot of people, uh, if you remember the Mighty Mighty Boston's fans to me, you know, if you like ska, you're a heel, and it fits perfectly. This person says, if Rod does not tell me what's in the main event after I get bored, I turn it off because there's nothing to look forward to. That's right. For a while there, when Enzo was headlining the show, I mean, they weren't telling you what was coming up. They just kind of vaguely said en- Enzo's going to cut a promo. They didn't say it was at the end of the show. So for those people that stuck around for like three straight weeks and the and the payoff was a bunch of stuff with Enzo, I mean, obviously there's still a lot of people that stayed around for it and they like it, but clearly there's about a million people, literally about a million people, <laughs> that were like, I'm not sticking around for Enzo again. And they shut off the show. And then, of course, SmackDown invaded and they missed a big angle. They're probably upset about it, but not that upset because they can go watch it on Twitter. But, yeah, that's what happens. You conditioned them. To not watch that third hour. And then they didn't. And now, I mean, you dug your own grave. No, now you get the World Series to, uh, from Tuesday night, and I guess anything else that was on TV. Spurs says, next week's SmackDown is at the Norfolk Scope, the site of the DX WCW invasion. The mm. following week they are in England, so it makes more sense for next week. Actually, what we really should do is look at the house show schedule and find out what days. Let me think about this. I guess it doesn't matter for her. There's no Raw shows on Tuesday ever, so that doesn't matter. We'll see. Maybe it is next week. Maybe it is next week. Spurs says, Brian turns heel. Says Shane has a three-match contract. So it's Shane versus Owens and Sammy at Survivor Series. Obviously, after Owens loses to Nakamura. It's amazing. We live in a world where Sammy Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Daniel... We're, we're, we're speculating over Daniel Bryan being a heel and Shane McMahon is a white meat baby face. Sort of. Yep. All right, back in a moment with Mike Quackenbush, Wrestling Observer Live. If you're a pro, you don't buy a little of this or that. You buy a lot of this or that. And at the Home Depot, you save even more. Save up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products from top brands like 3M, Loctite, and Liquid Nails. As a pro, you work hard for your money. You shouldn't have to work hard to save it. Up to 15% in bulk discounts on select pro-grade products. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. See store for details. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. 
Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warren Tech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. Call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. There are certain people you can always trust. Your grandma, your grandma's friends, lifeguards, action movie heroes who tell you to trust them. But there's no one you can trust more than your doctor. And when it comes to their own frequent heartburn, doctors and pharmacists trust the power of the purple pill, Nexium 24-Hour. And when you choose Nexium 24-Hour, you'll see why. When it comes to heartburn, trust the brand doctors trust. Nexium 24-Hour. May take one to four days, use as directed. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. We're back here on the show. Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. We are joined today by Mike Quackenbush, who's got a new book out, which you can check out right now on Amazon.com. There is a link up on my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez. Seven Keys to Becoming a Better Performer, a book for fellow pro wrestlers. And Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for having me on. You know, we started at almost the exact same time, like 1993, 1994. And as I was reading your book, all I could think was, these young kids today are so spoiled. They're so lucky. <laughs> because when I started, I didn't have anything like this. And I bumbled around for like four or five years. And finally, finally... By the grace of God, I met the late Buddy Wayne, and through many, many car rides, he very much smartened me up, and then I sit down here and I read this book, and it's like, this is like, it's so easy for kids nowadays, if they get a, if they get a hold of something like this, it's like, every, it's, it's like a car ride with an old veteran grappler trying to smarten you up to the business. Tell us about this book. Uh, well, first of all, thank you uh, for that, and yeah, you know, we do. We we had um, 
there's a certain parallelism between your in-ring days and my own. And um, you know, one of the weird ironies of my whole career is uh, I first started wrestling without any training whatsoever. And it gave me, over years, a real appreciation for the value of good training. I suffered horrible injuries in my early years, uh, made terrible mistakes. Uh, I was possessed of bad etiquette and a bad attitude. Uh, and it wasn't until some guys started to mentor me and kind of say, you know, you don't do it like that. You do it like this. Um, and and I, I, luckily I was mentored by, you know, really wonderful people, Ace Darling and Devin Storm and other guys that really tried to start showing me how things should be done. And here I am now. I'm on the flip side of this. I'm, I'm fairly inactive as a wrestler these days. It's really quite rare that I put on the sparkly pants anymore. Um, and, you know, I've, I've had to mature as a wrestler. I've had to mature as a performer. And it'd be at this point in my arc, I think back and I wonder, how much more could I have done if back in the day, and you know, when I was starting, and you might have felt this same way, um, if there wasn't something in your local phone book, like if you went in the yellow pages and looked for pro wrestling school and it wasn't there, you didn't know where to begin because this is the nascent days of the Internet. Um, there isn't the ubiquity of knowledge that there is now. So, yeah, I, like, I definitely appreciate what you're saying about, man, the kids today, they really do have it easy. And, and something that I come across, too, is that um, I, I went through a long phase where I was especially obsessed with the physical mechanics of wrestling. Um, if you would have told me that all I had to do was go to these 40 places and I could have learned every wrestling move, escape, and counter there was to know, then I would have made it my life's mission to know all of that knowledge. Like, I just wanted to sponge it all up. But sometimes that caused me to neglect other really important parts of the process of what makes the craft so compelling. And now where I'm at, I look back on all that and think, how could I better inform the guys coming up right now, even some people I see at my own facility that are missing some of these key elements, and I started to kind of put it all down on paper. And the result is this new book, Seven Keys to Becoming a Better Performer, a book for fellow pro wrestlers. I got a question for both of you guys, actually, because you're, you know, and obviously, Brian, you were doing the, the figure four newsletter, and, and Mike, you were out there being intelligent, well-read guys and being cerebral guys uh, and being readers, I would assume, Mike, you are, Brian, I know definitely you are. Did you seek out things like the Harley Race, Ricky Steamboat, Les Thatcher, kind of like Holy Grail book that was out there and then like you found on like the Internet for $300 and, and books like that? Were, were they important to you uh, or, or at all or were you interested in them? I mean, just for me very quickly, no, because, I mean, this was – this was like 1992, 1993. No, but I mean, even after that, was it something that you sought these things out and went, you know, I wanted to, 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 to have these things or, or, or to, to look at them as important? Mm, not so much for me, okay. just because I couldn't. <laughs> it was like, I couldn't afford it, number one, at that time. And, and uh, I wouldn't even have known where to look. It was like, all I had was wrestling magazines. Mike probably remembers the same thing. You had like, Wrestling World and... And uh, PWI. And well, I mean, even PWI, wrestling. like PWI would only run certain ads. Like you had to go to something like Wrestling World, I believe oh, it was, true. where you could get more obscure stuff. The Napolitano magazines. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. That's right. And, you know, um, not long after I'm on the independence, really within my third or fourth year, I, I started freelancing for the actor family of magazines. I had a, a oh. column that ran in The Wrestler for 10 years. 
Um, and well, I had a little additional access. Like I remember I had a copy of, I think it was Mark Lewin's I Was a Teenage Professional Wrestler within like a year or two of getting into wrestling. Um, and, but even stuff like that, or I remember a college professor had given me a really important essay by Roland Barthes about what he observed in European wrestling. But a lot of it just seemed like hopelessly distant from what my experience was like as an independent wrestler. Like they, they seemed like quaint, outdated stories that weren't really relevant. And it was a struggle to find stuff that really, I felt like I could relate to. I do remember there were like a couple of books that I remember ordering out of those magazines. I can't even remember for the life of me what they were, but like you'd get a little bit of information, but it's kind of like, like Mike said, it, it sort of felt like it didn't apply to you or, or maybe you didn't quite understand it to that. I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird, but I mean, going back to the book that you've written here, I mean, the funny thing about it when I read it is, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. This actually, this is a this is a a real big positive. There was like nothing in it that was really surprising or new information. I mean, it's it's everything that I think a lot of people deep down know, but maybe they don't think about it. Maybe it's nice to hear it. Yeah, maybe they don't really think about it. And and to have it written down, the book is only like sixty pages long, I believe, and there's mm-hmm. seven chapters. So like every chapter is like you know ten pages, a little less than ten pages. And it just very succinctly puts down all of this. It's a lot of psychology, which is what's so good about it. I mean, it's not about, you know, doing a bunch of, you should do more flips or whatever. Although the first chapter is really all about, you know, you should have certain moves that you do. And does this move work in front of this audience? Does this move work in front of every audience? Is this a move that uh, only works in front of hipsters, for example? I mean, it, it breaks it down. And it's, it's like a book that even if you've been doing this for a long time, it's a good book to read because it might remind you of something that maybe you did a long time ago, but you've kind of forgotten or got away from. Yeah. And, you know, you go on so many of those car rides, like the one that you you alluded to, right? Like you got to go on these car rides uh, with Buddy and you, you absorbed all this information. And the different guys who mentored me throughout my career, I went on similar car rides as well. And you just get inundated with information. But sometimes... Right, but some of it starts to fall by the wayside. You can only hold so much of it in your brain yes. at one time. And I feel very strongly this way when I watch, you know, uh, veteran wrestlers or more experienced guys give feedback to younger wrestlers after matches. I don't think that it's helpful to give them 15, 20, 25 performance notes because no one can retain all that information. But if I can give them two, or three, and these are things that they can turn around and, in, and they can integrate them into the very next time they're in the ring, I do see them make the improvement. And that's not to say that we might not sometimes see, oh, I could tell them this, 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 right, because we have that benefit of hindsight, experience, seniority. But for, for the generation of independent wrestlers, not just the ones that I'm cultivating at the Wrestle Factory, but the ones that I come across now that most of what I do is teaching seminars instead of performing, I think... How can I give them something that's small, digestible, and if you just read one chapter of this and you're on your way to a booking, and I feel the same way about a, a new podcast of mine called Kayfabe 2.0, what's some small bite-sized item that's actionable right now? That if you're driving to a booking and you're listening to my podcast or you, know, you, you happen to have read a chapter while you're waiting to go out, could you take this knowledge and convert that into what you're going to do in the ring right now? Uh, and I, I wish I'd had more of those kind of like bite-sized, digestible chunks that would help me up my game incrementally. 
Well, the other thing about it is that, as noted, it's, it's not a long book, but there's a lot crammed into it. And I, I think one of the things I really liked was, I think everybody listening to this knows, because they've been listening to these shows for a long time, the the very basic psychology of you don't want to go in there and completely bury your opponent. Because if you just completely bury your opponent, then if you beat them, you beat nobody. And if they beat you, like this geek that you buried, you just lost to him. But that's a very simple way of looking at it. And, and in the book, you actually very much break down an entire promo and talk about why all of these different reasons. There's many different reasons besides the obvious of why you shouldn't bury your opponent. And you go into all of those, and, and it breaks it down very, very well. And, again, it's succinct. And I just I think every wrestler should read this book. I'm not just saying that because you're on the air. I honestly think that. Well, thank you very much. Um, you know, I, I, I poured a, a whole lot into this, and I do think it's really important. And, and it felt weird to be putting this information out there in a public sphere because both you and I, Brian, came up in a generation where talking about this sort of thing openly was absolutely taboo. And I came up with a lot of that imposed on me, right? Like the attitudes about what, what stayed secret and what was exposed um, – but here we are, right? Like, uh, I wrestled my first match in 1994. Brian, when was your first match? 93. Yeah. And um, I even had a couple people reach out to me, and they were like, I'm surprised to see you writing about this topic and putting it out there. Like, why has your attitude about, you know, what we protect uh, changed so much? Like, aren't you worried that the traditionalists are going to accuse you of killing the business with this sort of thing? <laughs> Not in 2017. <laughs> No, exactly. And if we don't always like grow and evolve, we learn new things, we see how the world changes, and we adapt to it, and we evolve with it. If we're failing to do that, then ultimately we're going to fail the next generation coming up. And these are people, that, you know, that's become my life's work. I spend hours every week at my Wrestle Factory training the next generation and trying to make them as smart and capable as possible. Like, I want to see all of them ultimately succeed to a degree that I never knew. And if we can't start giving them the tools younger and as, as quickly as possible, then we aren't doing everything we can. And I feel that way about my own career. If I'd had all these tools available to me at a younger age, how much more might I have been able to do before eventually my body betrayed me? Mike, this is almost unfair to do with only about a minute and a half left, but since you've been around for so long and seen this evolution and seen how times have changed from an older school to a newer school, what's it like with the newer trainees as far as their attitudes go, or is it pretty much the same if somebody's hungry, they're hungry? Well, you're right about that part. You know, if somebody's hungry, they're hungry, and there's no mistaking that. There's something that brings them a, a drive that compels them. You see it in their work ethic, and it just permeates everything that you do. Um, but I think that there's also, little by little, there's greater understanding of, like, how challenging the craft is. We're starting to move past these, like, simple judgments of, oh, it's fake, right? And they just follow a script and they jump on a trampoline. Like, people are really starting to understand and appreciate what a challenging art form this is. And I think you're seeing different types of people really want to try and tackle it. And they do it with gusto. And if anything... Despite my years in, I don't feel myself becoming embittered by it. If anything, I'm inspired by the new generation of people coming up. It is a totally new generation coming up. Like, I hear yeah. from all sorts of people, like, it's totally different than it was, like, the, the kind of people that were coming up 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You know, the other thing about the book that I thought was so funny, this is just a statement here, but in virtually every single book in the history of the earth about wrestling, they presume that there's some non-wrestlers reading it, and so they kind of explain certain things here and there. Like, from the moment you open this book, it's written for wrestlers. Like, you don't even pretend that anybody else would be reading this book. <laughs> right. That's very good. Yeah, and, and I realize that out of curiosity, maybe other people will, but, you know, that, that wasn't the intent and that wasn't the goal. It was to get exactly what I feel about the craft in 2017 out there and do it as succinctly as I could. All right, we'll stand by. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. They don't want none. They scared, no, they don't really want none. We some southern boys with the primal strength. Ain't nobody man enough to feel the pain. And you can be next. You better give respect. If you suffer from back pain, joint pain, arthritis, or other chronic pain, you need to try the water therapy benefits that Avantage Therapeutic Walk-In Bath provides. Not only does Avantage Walk-In Bath help get you in and out of the tub safely, it is proven to be beneficial to relieve aches and pains, giving you the relief to enjoy your day. You can enjoy taking your new bath and rejuvenating your body in as little as seven days. And if you call today and ask for the radio special, we'll give you a 15 $100 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Every call in the next 10 minutes will receive a $1,500 coupon towards the purchase of a new Vantage walk-in bath. Your aches and pains can be washed away. Call right now for a risk-free quote. 800-552-6851. 800-552-6851. That's 800-552-6851. This is an important announcement. If you're between 50 and 85 and worried about your loved ones, you can still get affordable life insurance for peace of mind. My life insurance coverage is guaranteed, and I was not required to get a medical exam. I had high blood pressure and diabetes, and I got my coverage with one telephone call. No exam necessary. I'm a smoker, and I wanted to take care of my family. I called to get my life insurance and my affairs in order. I wanted to do the right thing. Call Final Expense No Exam Insurance. Your rates are guaranteed and will never increase. I called and learned that this insurance cannot be canceled, even if you get sick or gain weight. And there are no restrictions on how my beneficiaries use the money when I'm gone. Don't wait until it's too late. Call now and get peace of mind for you and your family. Call 800-935-2177. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Mike Quackenbush joining us here today. we got a lot to get out in 90 seconds, so Mike, the floor is yours. Well, thanks. My new book, Seven Keys to Becoming a Better Performer, a book for fellow pro wrestlers, is available right now on Amazon.com. You can get it worldwide, physical copies or digital, like eight bucks, I think. It'll be delivered digitally to your device instantly. The same type of uh, tone and content is the subject of my new podcast, Kayfabe 2.0. We've got about five or six episodes out right now. They publish every Thursday, and this, too, is geared for professional wrestlers, no matter what stage of your career that you happen to be. And it's free to check out on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, SoundCloud, or Google Play. I'd love to hear your thoughts about that. Come out and see us. The whole Chikara gang is on the road. This weekend, we've got a doubleheader in Chicago, Illinois. We're at the Logan Square Auditorium with an afternoon matinee and an evening card at 7 o'clock. Next month, we swing through New England. We'll be in Maine, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. Our season finale is on December 2nd. They'll stream live worldwide via Chikaratopia.com. Brian, Mike, thanks so much for having me on, and let me talk about my new project. That's right. So Thanks so much for coming on. At Mike Quackenbush on Twitter, pretty much everything you need to know about all of this stuff is up there on his Twitter right now, at Mike Quackenbush. If you go to my Twitter, at Brian Alvarez, I have links to the book, which you can check out on Amazon.com. Kindle version is what I got. You can also check out the hard copy as well. Mike, thanks so much. And, of course, thanks, everybody, for listening. We're totally out of time. We're here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sundays, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Thanks, Mike, as always. Everybody at the studio, both mics, actually. We'll talk to you again next time, Wrestling Observer Live.